0: Dads don't get enough discussion in our society today. We're going to sit down with some dads and discuss biblical practices for fathers. Thanks, dads. Happy Father's Day, and welcome to The Truth Response.
1: The Truth
0: Response. So we've got an all-guy crew today. Um... Lizzie and Jasmine uh, are not here today, but Jasmine left us uh, her other half, um, and <laughs> not the better half, but you know the other half.
2: So I'm Jasmine's rib. Okay. Hey, <laughs> hey, you
0: know what? I just don't want her to come back and hurt me. All right, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we got Dwayne here, we've, which is Jasmine's husband. We've got Mark, who does all of our editing, and and really is is kills it uh with with a lot of our stuff in the in the background What well, i try and we've got cove who hopefully will say something like he did last time but not like he did the three times he was on before that yeah. <laughs> so uh we're gonna kick today off with us uh, some dad joke games so what we're gonna do is we're going to uh Or we could just throw out dad jokes. That's probably better. Let's just throw out dad jokes. um, And I will keep score if I can find a pin. There's one over there. Um, And if you laugh, you get a point. Person with the least amount of points wins. Wins. It's like golf or mini golf. Played mini golf the other day. All right. So we'll start
3: with Mark, and we'll just go around the table. Singing. In the shower is fun until you get soap in in your mouth then it's a soap opera come on that's got funny all over it and it's no there's, fun there's <laughs> something
4: all over it <laughs> how many how many apples are growing on that apple tree out there all of them
3: out oh, here wow really This is going to be a long segment. (laughs) And
2: and that's one that you decided to bring outside of what what is scripted? Okay, I love that one. That one is really
4: good.
1: For all the listeners out there, we do recommend 800 milligrams of ibuprofen for the pain that this is going to cause you. Uh, We apologize for the next hour and a half of the suffering that you're going to endure. (laughs) That's not a dad joke, so (laughs) that point doesn't count.
3: (laughs)
0: All right, what do you call two monkeys that share an Amazon account? Primates.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You would yeah, call them yeah. that. Wow.
2: What concert costs just 45 cents? Nickelback. 50 cent featuring Nickelback.
4: Dang. That's close. So close. close.
3: Sounds
2: close.
4: What do you call a guy with no body and a nose? Nobody. Nobody knows.
3: If April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? Pilgrims.
1: (laughs) Mm, (laughs) I like that one. I was actually looking at that one on my page as well. That's right. You should have used one of the papers. Uh, (laughs) I thought the dryer was shrinking my clothes. It turns out it was the refrigerator all along. I
3: better get a new site.
4: Turns out it was the refrigerator.
3: Wow.
0: What do you call a pony with a sore throat? A little
2: horse.
1: Politically incorrect.
2: My dad told me a joke about boxing. I guess I missed the punchline. How does the
3: moon cut his hair? The moon is a he? Yeah. Okay. He He clips it. it. Is that on that paper? Yeah. Dang, I Who's on a new last Why don't you just get
1: a paper? It's the same stuff. <laughs> well, I'm, I'll get a new site, man. Are I there really any new dad there's there's
3: no
0: jokes? New Jack, I mean, come on. on. There, was
4: the a, there was a little girl who screamed at her dad. Dad, have you been listening to one, to one word that I've said this whole time? And he's thinking in his head, what a weird way to start a conversation.
1: That took way too long. Yeah, the delivery uh, was <laughs> off. I, I forgot what you said at the beginning, but yeah, the, exactly. the end, I don't, I don't even know what you well, were saying. Well,
4: throwing that note card
2: away. I used to be addicted to soap, but I'm clean now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I used to uh, play piano by ear, but now I use my hands.
1: This is painful. It is. This hurts. This does hurt. Uh, I like it. I like it. What it do a tick and yeah. the Eiffel Tower have in common? They're both Paris sites.
4: Uh mm. that that graveyard out there looks a little overcrowded. People must be dying to get in.
3: Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Can
0: February, March? No, but April, May.
3: Ugh. Well. Have you heard about the new corduroy pillows? They're making headlines.
1: We need to end this Why scene. do seagulls <laughs> fly over this the ocean? Because if they flew over the bay, we'd call them bagels. Ah, oh, this one boy. might be all right. Get it? Old. Bagels. I don't get it. What What do clouds wear? Thunderwear. Space goes through Thunderwear.
3: Nice. Nice. I, I had to name my puppies Rolex and Timex so, so I can have watchdogs. That's... I mean, there's
1: a soundtrack for your joke? Exactly. (laughs) That seems like an unfair advantage.
0: Why is Peter Pan always flying? He never lands. (coughs) Mm. Oh, Oh, these are really bad. There's
4: a cheeseburger that walked into a bar, and the bartender goes, Sorry, we don't serve food here.
1: We gotta stop. (laughs) I'm afraid for the calendar, its days are numbered. (laughs) What do you there call a there. hot whoa, dog on wheels? He said laughing. it earlier. <laughs> he well, he's laughing. Cove, Cove he laughed. said that Cove joke kind of earlier. Point. It's hilarious.
0: What, what do you call a hot dog on wheels?
3: Fast food.
2: <sighs>
3: he's being awful quiet over here, man.
2: Uh, I'm embarrassed.
3: <laughs> mom, texted <laughs> me, I'm, mom texted me I'm from the me from the. am bathing grocery. in shame right now. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> I thought this was supposed to make <laughs> dads feel good. I
3: know. <laughs> who worry, said I just, that I, I can edit this out uh, mom texted me from the grocery store to say they're out of pasta and we were penniless Penny, penniless um, okay That's...
0: <laughs> you can't even no cause you failed the joke I'm not counting that <laughs> no I no girls, no. no no, I'm laughing at you not not at the joke doesn't matter it's a laugh during joke <laughs> during the joke
1: Tampa wow hot dog on wheels right there
0: mm. did you hear about the circus fire
3: it was intense I used to run a daving service for chickens, but I was struggling to make hens meat.
1: How do you follow Will Smith in the snow? You follow the Fresh Prince.
3: Ooh. Mom, Ooh. mom is mad at me because she asked me to sink her phone, so I threw it in the ocean. <laughs>
1: <What>? You laughed at your own joke. joke. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's bad. That's bad.
2: When does a joke become a dad joke? When it becomes apparent.
4: Oh, oh that one! Whoa. Stop the, stop the madness!
2: Wow. <laughs> well, that
3: one joke.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't buy anything with Velcro. It's a total ripoff.
3: Oh my goodness!
0: Wow. Yeah, no. So we apologize for uh, that, that mess. It's, that I think it's funnier true. to us whenever we tell dad jokes to our kids. And
1: Yeah, but your kid is four.
0: Well, she laughs now, though. But even when they don't laugh, like, if I tell it, I find it funny. All my kids are teenager or
1: teenagers or teenagers are older. I have no hope. no hope. Well, see,
0: but I only tell jokes that I find funny, usually. So, as a dad, like, I'm not telling it for them. I'm telling it for me.
4: Uh, dad, so, most of know. your jokes are movie references, which I, I enjoy. Yeah,
1: because I didn't make them up. Yeah.
0: So we all lost in that one. Um. No,
1: I, Mark, no way or Mark was the clear the clear loser, though, because he definitely laughed at his own joke.
0: Yeah, that oh, should gain yeah. two points, right? Like, that should have
1: been. I think that was the only laugh scored during this whole time. It was his own joke. Did you get that one from a site or from the paper? It's
3: from the site.
1: It's oh, wow. from a site. That's pretty good. If it's I right. actually have an app, a dad joke app, that
3: sometimes I'll just
1: flip dad through. Joke generator.
3: Yeah, a guy walks into a bar and loses the limbo contest. That's kind of subliminal. Oh, I'll put, I'll
1: put That's one. gonna leave. Put I'll it away. Put, I'm just, putting it away. Put it away.
3: <laughs> All right.
0: So today we are going to be in Job. In Job one four through five. Who was reading it? Somebody volunteer to read that.
1: I can read that.
0: Derek's got it. Sorry, guys. Today we don't have Nick doing his dramatic reading uh, of scripture.
4: He's taking the day off.
0: To spend with his kids, I think. Like a good dad.
1: Pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah.
0: The rest of us are here.
1: That's right. I'm here with one of my kids.
0: That's fair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Dang. Make me feel bad. Job's sons would take turns preparing feasts in their homes, and they would also invite their three sisters to celebrate with them when these celebrations ended sometimes after several days job would purify his children he would get up early in the morning and offer a burnt offering for each of them for job said to himself perhaps my children have sinned and have cursed god in their hearts this was job's regular practice wow
2: that was pretty awesome Derek. you sound like a narrator for like an audio book or something yeah Yes. That's, he should be the designated really reader forever. I, I hear
0: those those people that do that make quite a bit of money. I wanted to beep. So, might beep. be a thought.
1: <laughs> Turn the page now. <laughs> you remember those from when you were a kid? <laughs> <laughs> and mine were on records. Exactly. The, the first audio book. Wow. <laughs> Old wow. school, baby. That's right. So, uh,
0: I mean, I, I don't know. I would, I hope that we all kind of pray for our kids. Yeah. Um, on a daily basis, but uh, if you don't like, it's a solid practice um, to get into. You know, I, w- I was talking to somebody. I was talking to somebody a couple weeks ago. Um, actually, it was a couple months ago now. Um, they were talking about they prayed for a hedge protection over one of their kids, and because uh, they were doing some rough stuff and they were getting into a lot of things, they were older older children. Um, and it was interesting because he said that the hedge of protection came in a way that uh, you wouldn't normally expect um, through like the kid got... It was like he got held up at gunpoint and all of these different things. and it caused him to come home instead of continuing on in this life of that was going to tear him down. And it's just like, you don't think of a dangerous situation being that hedge of protection. But, you know, when when you're praying for your kids, like, a lot of times, you know, you don't really know what that's going to look like on the other side of of that prayer, on God's side of that prayer, you know? Because God, in his timing and his ultimate wisdom, like, we, he throws us curveballs a lot, so... don't know i just thought that was that was an interesting uh an interesting way that god showed up to protect someone's kid even as an adult child you know
3: well i think that that is just the way god works i mean because we're not as human beings i know this human being is not going to necessarily listen to reason all the time so sometimes my hand has to be forced to move in the proper direction and i know that's how god deals with me a lot is that he puts me um i I know what i should be doing right but i don't do it so in order to get god or in order for god to get me to move because i'm stubborn a situation will happen and force me to move in the right direction it was just like i mean that's exactly what happened in my move from west palm beach to here I was in a bad situation. Things were, I was doing stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing. I was becoming hard-hearted, stubborn, and God forced a situation for me to move from West Palm to here. Now, that's been the best move I've made, and I, I thank God every day for that, but that was the only way that was going to happen, though, because just of our own stubbornness. And I, you know, it's not exclusive to dads, either. I think moms have the same situation, but... Um, that's how God, I know that's how God definitely deals with me, is like is if He gives, it feels like he gives me shot after shot after shot okay, alright, you're not gonna do it I'm gonna make you do it and this is how I'm going to do it but I, even in those situations where God is forcing my hand I still always have the option to continue down the road I'm on so I, you know, and I, and I think that has a lot to do the same way that we, at least I've raised m- my kids, um, in the fact that you know, okay, eat your dinner, eat your dinner, eat your dinner. You're not going to eat your dinner? Fine, I'm going to take the dinner away, and you can go to bed without dinner. I'm gonna yeah. Now that I'm forces. Gonna mail your dinner to China. Exactly, and that forces the child to correct. People.
0: Yeah, yeah. Discipline is definitely a necessity in loving your children as well. But the whole problem
3: is, is when we call it discipline and as adults, people will bow up on that quick, right? No, nope, man, ain't nobody disciplining me. So, you know. Right,
0: well, and I do find that interesting because, like, we shouldn't be... I don't know. I think there's a, a distinction between punishment and discipline, mm-hmm. um, for sure. And, I mean, nobody wants to be punished, but discipline, I feel like... Reasonable people, you know, think well, discipline is a corrective action versus this like punishment, you know, listen. no, you know, a whack on the hand, where versus like, you know, the discipline is like, okay, we don't do this, we got to do it this way because of,
1: you know, there's a teaching moment in discipline. <clears throat> well, and I think, <clears throat> I mean, there's still punishment, like, punishment. Can be without discipline, but discipline.
0: Right, discipline's discipline like that. Can't really the be part
1: of it. Punishment. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, the punishment that doesn't have the discipline part, that doesn't have the, you know, the corrective measure, is the. That's the version of it that's not great, um, but yeah, we don't like those words. They're not fun words. Discipline and punishment. Um, as adults, we're supposed to be disciplining ourselves. And then when we don't, then that's when we go to places like jail, you know, (laughs) or traffic court or uh, driving school or, you know, stuff like that. Um, Or we owe a bunch of money, you know, the banks discipline us sometimes because of our our choices and really good
4: financial decisions.
1: Yes, Spending. really good. Spending
3: habits. So, I, s-
1: I just want to throw in a fun story um, that has nothing to do with this, okay. but it has something to do with what Derek said. So I was in a, in a life group um, a lot of years ago, probably 15 years ago, and um, there was a, a woman who was a fairly new Christ follower. I'm old. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> stating the obvious. Um, There's a, there a woman who's a fairly new Christ follower. And right after we prayed, she was like, I'm confused. Can you please tell me what is a hedgy bodice? And um, we were like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm, I'm picturing I'm picturing like is a bodice is like some part of a dress or something. I'm, I'm a guy, so I don't really know these things. And I'm like, are you talking about like sewing or what, what are you? And somebody during the prayer had said, um, you know, God, please put a hedge about us. <laughs> to protect us from <laughs> from whatever <laughs> satan is going to throw our way and we're all like, well, I don't I don't know and that was familiar to us. But it occurred to me when you said it because you said it kind of quickly like a hedge protection. Yeah. And I wonder if there's anybody out there that maybe doesn't know what that means. So, first of all, it's hedge of protection that you were right. saying yeah. and it's like, you know, like a hedge that you would put around your pool to keep people from peeping in at you. Um, you know, just kind of like a layer of security, a layer of protection. So anyway, it was just sort of a, a thing that I thought of and I thought it would be fun to share. And at the same time, maybe point out like, yeah, if, no, that's good. if there's somebody out there that doesn't know what that means, cause it really is a good point. Um, anyway, yeah, not absolutely. to de- derail what we're talking about, but, um, I think the prayer for, we tend to pray for health and safety and all those kind of things, Um, because we want things to be easy and comfortable, but that's not really God's plan for us. I I just, I don't, I don't, I mean, I think initially it was, but I think we broke it. And I don't think God's going to go back on all of the consequences that we've earned through our sinful behavior as a, as a human, as the human race. Right. Um, I mean, we broke the earth so bad and we broke each other. We've broken each other so bad uh, that there's no fixing it at this point. There's no going back short of the next life, right? Um, but God does mitigate circumstances all the time. He lessens uh, the the pain that we have to go through. He lessens the suffering without taking it away, right? And he uses the suffering, and he uses the pain that we go through to help us grow and to help us to become who we are. You know, you think about like, in the easy times, that's not when, that's not when we become more like Jesus, mm. right? It's always in the tough spots. It's always in the difficult spots, but we pray for the easy times, you know? And, uh, so I think sometimes, you know, we, we, we pray and then God kind of interprets that in like, here's what, here's what you really want. Let me... Let me take the words that you're saying and let me get to the bottom of it and let's trace it back to what you really want. And then let me figure out the best way to give that to you.
0: Well, I think that's, that's what part of the Holy Spirit's job is, is the interceding Mm -hmm. for what we need, yeah, like in our prayers, because I mean, yeah, somebody one time told me, you know, they, they were praying for someone who was, you know, in the hospital, um, dying of cancer and it was incredibly painful for them and they were praying that they were to be healed you know and they just kept praying and praying and praying and not seeing it not seeing it not seeing it and then God in the midst of that shifted their prayer to God you know can you can you give them a little less pain and help them to have the strength to deal with this in this time And it, it just, he, he changed their, their prayer and their heart, uh, in the midst of it. Because when we're seeking God, regardless of, like, the reason we're seeking God, God gets closer to us, too. You know, like, he, he will shape us, he will, he will form us. Um, I, I find it definitely, definitely interesting how, how, like, when we ask for something, he doesn't just give it to us. You know, like. Maybe I should take that into my parenting strategy a little better, you know, <laughs> instead of just buying <laughs> buying my kid things, um, which we're working on. Um, but he doesn't just give it to us; he gives us opportunities to gain it. You know, like he, if we pray for patience, I prayed for patience a lot in my life. Um, he gives us opportunities to be patient, and then to fall on and rely on him to help us through those situations. If we, if we have, you know. And maybe that uh, I don't. Were you here last week for last week's podcast with the wisdom and stuff? Okay, so you guys will eventually hear about a podcast sometime in the future with Solomon and and uh, how he you know was given wisdom. Maybe that's it. That's what God did, right? He he Solomon asked for wisdom, and and God gave him situations to be wise in. You know, and and sure he was granted to him because God was backing him. But there was a lot of unwise decisions that Solomon made. There was a lot of unwise decisions that Solomon made. And so I wonder if that's, you know, that's part of that too. But it's, it's a parenting strategy that our heavenly father has for us, right? That, that when we ask for something, he gives us opportunities to learn it and to gain it and to get stronger in it. Um, I mean, you're not good at anything right off the bat, like, except for Cove. Cove uh-huh. can play just about any instrument that is thrown in front of him. But well, you're just not. you you got you to gotta work through things. And there's going to be failures and struggles, and, and there's going to be – but that's – the more you work at it, the better you get at things, right? So, I
3: don't know. Cove, you want to comment on being good at everything?
4: I'm not, I'm not good at everything. Um, I just – I learn quickly.
3: Okay, <laughs> my fellow bass player over there i you know um i, I will disagree on one thing uh through everything that you just said, in that there are times when God just gives it to us because i there I think well, I know that God is going to know the end result, but it's a teaching moment mm-hmm. you know sure. I think there are times when God says, okay, you know. <laughs> You well, want the new car? I'll set that right up for you. <laughs> yeah. Right, but but that but Israel. that isn't he gave them that the isn't
1: king, it? Right? He's like, you don't want a new, you don't want a king. You don't want a king like all these other nations yeah, have. Yeah. You don't want to be like all these other nations. Yes, we do. We do want this. We want this very much. Right. And then he gave him a king. Yeah. And then. The so rest so, is, so is maybe big.
0: maybe I should word it more like like the things that you need because like that in that situation, what you're talking about is. Is, is exactly that with the, the mm-hmm. whole idea of, well, you want this, fine. I mean, this is what's going to ha- you know. You can have it and see what happens. Right. Like, that's a teaching moment, and he knows what you need down the road. And sometimes we've got to let our kids do stupid, hard things to learn the hard way. Like, it it's unfortunate. And it's something that I know my dad has struggled with it a lot. My sisters have... have wanted to do the things the hard way a lot right i was not that kid i i tried to choose the the best way possible the easiest the correctest way possible we'll put it that way that's not a word but um the best way possible you know the first time because i didn't want to have to deal with those the consequences the struggles i didn't want to deal with all that right Mm -hmm. um my sisters were very much a a hard way to learn it and my dad i know has struggled a lot with the whole like feel feel like I failed them in some way. But one thing that I, I try I've always tried to just encourage him in is this like you can't control them. You can only teach them so far. You know? Like you can only give so much to them to guide them in the right direction, but you can't actually control their actions. You should
4: that's you should, on them. You should feel satisfied with the fact that you've given them everything that you can.
3: Yeah, you know what, though, Um, in saying that, it's difficult when your kids move out. And, you know, I know that now, you know, my three kids are gone. I I just had grandchildren three weeks ago. Um, You're kind of (sighs) now, to put it to you this way, um, when my kids were halfway, about halfway through high school, Mm -hmm. um, my parenting kind of went and changed into more of mentoring because now i i felt at that, that point aside from them just going out and there' are stupid and going to, jail. to not be baby exactly yeah so now now i'm no longer i'm no longer that overbearing um you know parent more of just i'm a more guidance. of like hey you know you really don't want to do that yeah. <laughs> <Over, laughs> kind of deal overbearing mentor oh, yeah <laughs> exactly well you know <laughs> just but even but even now i'm teacher mean, to mentor
0: that's that's what yeah
3: so so but even now the struggle for you know and you know quote unquote empty nester um for me is i'm watching these guys as they grow and as they're you know they're buying houses making and they're decisions. making these huge life decisions and there's some that i just want to go please please don't do that but i can't You know, I mean, I I guess I could, but I don't want to be I know that um, at a point kids start to tune you out. Exactly. Right. When uh, my in-laws were like that, you know, um, my mother in law, God bless her, wonderful person, can be that way. And it's like I tune her out. I'm just I don't want to hear you no more. I'm just this is the way it's going to go. I just advise. Now, it's it's great because I think I, at the point where I said I'm no longer a parent, I'm a mentor, now they call me all the time about for advice and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I was really going to cool. say. Is
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know? Like,
3: eventually, like,
0: I know I call my dad about everything. Like, hey, dad, do you think I'm doing the right thing? Well, this is what I would do. This is, this is my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. And he tries to give me as un... This is how you need to do it kind of a response as he can. Mm-hmm. But also guide me into making the right decisions, you know. I got, I was super blessed. I, I have not perfect parents, but I have that solid Christian home and parents. I mean, they're, they're I couldn't ask for any better, you know. Yeah. So that's but pretty, that's that's how like. That's I, pretty I cool because
3: when my kids come to me with stuff like that, it's more like. Um, I just we just pull apart the decision. Mm-hmm. You know, I sit there and we'll we'll talk the whole decision through and I let them yeah. Well, they're coming to me and asking me to help them make a decision. I'm like, "No, let's just pull this thing apart right. and you do it." And that's I
0: think that's all like I cuz I call and I'm like, "Hey dad, I want you to make this decision." I didn't right. I don't say that, but like that's that's when I call. That's what I want. Uh-huh. I mean, at least in the back of my mind, I want him to tell me this is what you need to do. Because that's that's where we started, right? Like we parents told us what to do when we were little, and it's that pulling us apart from that that is it's a longer process, you know. Because when, when we're young, that's what's ingrained in us is our parents tell us what to do, and so like he he does that though he he pulls it apart and and is like well let's discuss this not yeah. I'm not going to make the decision for you yeah, you're an adult,
3: um, so. Even yeah. with my grandchildren now the, the <laughs> sorry ariana just off the bat and i apologize for bringing it up but you know, i'm watching uh my oldest daughter and her my son-in-law uh try to make these decisions on these three-week-old babies and it's hilarious like to, to hear her talk about certain things and everything else and i was like yeah, I can tell you're new at this. You know? yeah. <laughs> but I don't oh, man. I, I don't ever go that where go that way, right? Because really you know, that's that's how you I, learn. That's how you learn, you know, and 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 you just do the best you can.
0: And Cove, you're you're the only one here that doesn't know this from experience, mm-hmm. but like all of us going into becoming a parent, we're like I got you know I got all these ideas and this is what I want to do or this is how to do things and then when we get there it's like okay we're learning from scratch (laughs) because like all these things like we've never actually done it you know like so just
4: seen it done but
1: well I feel like we're dominating the conversation with our old kids but what about you guys and your experiences with younger kids
2: Um, it's still a learning process. The older they get, you think you get them figured out, but then they get older, then it's all new again. The biggest thing I've, going back to discipline, I learned that discipline uh, turns into being disciplined. Um, It was a huge factor for me going into the military. I was disciplined compared to everyone else around me. And I think, and it's it's noticeable. Um, I got promoted four times in two years. I think I had a great brief military career. Um, As far as kids, I think our primary responsibility as a father is trying to give them wisdom from our knowledge. The difference from wisdom and knowledge: knowledge you have to go through the event to find out the results wisdom you can get the results without having to go through the wisdom I mean without going through the trials so as parents that's how we want to help our children we want to say we did this you don't want to do that you can go this way because we know a better route but a lot of times they're being kids they they really have to find out through the experience unfortunately they have to get the knowledge for themselves so I don't think much of it when I tell my son to do this, but he does that and he messes it up because he was disobedient, but at the end of the day a father is loving. I'm starting to learn that. I always thought that the the mother had the emotional attachment to the child, but we're doing a lot of studying the last few weeks, and a father, when the father has that emotional attachment to the child, it does a lot more for their confidence, for their just them as a person that they just wouldn't get from their mothers. Like, yes, m- mothers are nurturers, but fathers are supposed to be, supposed to build the confidence in a child, supposed to make them who they're gonna be, especially if it's a boy. Girls, I don't know, Derek, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, I, have a, I have a question for you and then for you. Yes. Um, I know. Um, when my my kids were were young, how old are your kids anyway?
2: My oldest is eleven. My youngest is four. Okay.
3: So, what scares you the most? Being a father with 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 kids coming up now, especially what that that eleven you that was pretty close to middle school, right? Yes, he's yeah. going to middle school. Yeah. Okay. So, what's what scares you the most?
2: Um. Well, let me, let me rephrase it. What do you pray about the most? Uh... Just that God continues to lead him. Because he's at this stage now to where he's grown. He's 11. When he's 12, he's an adult. He can go out and do whatever he wants to do. So there's a lot of rebellion in there. And it really frustrates me as a parent. Because it's funny we're talking about this. I had to go and pray yesterday. Because I forgot what happened, but... Bradley did something, and I said, he just gets really frustrated at his 9-year-old brother. And he thinks we're overbearing on the 11-year-old because we expect him to lead by example. Okay, well, you have me doing this, but you don't tell Cameron to do this. Cameron is the 9-year-old. And I have to tell him, well, you didn't have to do that either when you were 9. He thinks they're equal. And I have to try to tell him he's supposed to be a little greater. He's the firstborn. He's older. He's supposed to be more mature. But maturity-wise, he's less mature. So when I... And Cameron does things to pick with Bradley. That's my 11-year-old. And Bradley retaliates in a way that I have to bring attention to Bradley. And he doesn't think it's fair, of course, because his younger brother initiated it. But I tell him all the time, God... He, judges, he doesn't judge us based off of how other people treat us. He judges us based off how we treat other people, regardless of the way they treat us. And just he he just can't get it. Mm-hmm. So he flips out. He gets an attitude, and I have to correct him. And I have to be conscious to be loving at the same time, because when he Luke, gets an attitude and he blows up, it makes me blow up. And that's not a good example for him. I need to try to maintain that loving and caring aspect of it so that he can, like, he's not gonna get it now. And I get that. But I, my hope is that when he's an adult and he has children, he can look back and say, wow, I was a real jerk to my dad. This is what he was trying to do. And that's just what I want them to see. And he made me so frustrated. Like, I didn't cry. But I went in the room because I was listening to Christian music. And a tear just rolled down my eye. I'm not a crier. And I just felt like I had to go and pray. So I went and prayed that God would just calm him and show him where he could be better. And 10 minutes later, he comes to me like, Dad, what about, can we do this? Can we do that? And it frustrates me because I'm emotionally spent from having this conversation with him, and then he just forgets about it, and he's on to the next thing. And that's what it is a lot of times with his brother. He argues, he complains, like he always lies, he he doesn't do this. But then two minutes they're laughing and talking. (laughs) And so, like, don't bring your problems to me if it's not a problem. So that's the biggest part, being able to discern what's really a problem, what really needs correcting, what really needs addressing, and what's going to be beneficial for him versus what's well, not a problem, he makes it out, he's an extreme exaggerator also, so that makes it so hard to, but.
1: If I told you once, I told you a million times son, don't exaggerate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but at the same time, even though I have an 11 year old, uh, parenting is very new to me. My first five years of my son's life I was in the military, every other year I deployed for a year. So I wasn't there for the beginning. And I wasn't there for the very beginning of the second one. But after I got out of the military, I, I maintained a job where I worked 80 to 90 hours a week. And I think the, the biggest part of that was me not having a father at home when I grew up. I didn't know how to parent. Mm. So I chose to just leave it and do the easy role, being the provider. Go find a job, work 80 hours. I did that for a long time. I'm now, I guess it's called a stay-at-home dad. That sounds weird. <laughs> right? <laughs> but for the last two and a half years, and I'm learning how to be a, a father or I'm trying to learn how to be a godly dad.
0: I'll tell you what. I had, like I said, my dad. I, I, I guess my dad wasn't not there. I, he he was there, you know. But early, early on, he was in EMT school and paramedic school and that sort of thing. So he was just got a lot and he worked one out of every 3 days sometimes two. But my dad was there a lot. And I'll tell you what, man, like I I had the same struggle, man, learning learning how to be be that same dad like it's I think it's tough for any new dad. I mean, cuz it's one of those things that like until you're there, you just have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, being becoming becoming that guy who's got to be tough and yet real you know what I mean like because we feel it we feel every single time we discipline our kids we feel it like every time we get we see them hurt or we um, we see them go through something struggle or we're going through a struggle and yet we still have to be strong like it's got that that double it's got that two sides that we've got to learn how to do because before you become a, a parent and you get a little bit of it once you get married, but like before you become a parent, it's like, I can just show my tough, you know, like I don't have to, I don't, you know, I just be tough, you know? And, and so like trying to have that, that, I don't know, showing that, that love side, that, that uh, the feeling side is, is, is tough. I think that's what it, it means to really be a dad though. Is like being able to juggle those two <laughs> warring mm-hmm. warring factions inside of us, you know? I mean, as guys, we were called to to be that tough, but
1: I don't know. Cue music. <laughs> Cue music. Did anybody else think that Derek planned that to like build a dramatic moment in his, in his speech? <laughs> it,
4: it worked.
1: <laughs> yeah, it threw me man, off completely. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. not that wasn't it.
3: Oh man.
0: I don't know. That that's. I mean, that's that's how I feel too, though. Like, I mean, and I've I've been there. You know, the whole time for with my daughter and I still feel like that. Like, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know that that struggle ever goes. I don't know. Does that struggle ever go away with like, like feeling like you're, you're just now learning how to, no, how to do I mean, this.
3: Cause once, cause you, you know, you, you, you bring one kid into the world. You, you, know, you okay. Transparency here. Here's the way. You know, you, you, okay. <laughs> You, you just figure, man, I'm just going to do the best I can on, on kid number one. Okay, kid number two. All right, well, I've learned from the first one, you know, did the best I could with her. I'm going to try to apply some of that to kid number two. Well, kid number two is completely different from kid number one. Uh, start over again. Well, kid number three, now a boy as opposed to two girls. Whoops, got a whole new set of rules with this one. So you try to apply the, the girl parenting to the boy child. And about 50% of it, yeah, guess what? Doesn't work. You know, because yeah. it's a whole set of new set of feelings and, and the way they deal with emotions and that kind of thing is completely just different. Besides the fact, uh, sorry, Ryan, I'm going to say this. Um, there, uh, Ryan did not, it, it, was, it was just different. The girls got it early. Yeah. Ryan got it later, and that's that's just a known thing between girls and boys. That's the way it works. Right. So um, no, it doesn't. It doesn't stop. And then when now that grandchildren are here, you're looking at it going, well, maybe you should be doing it this way. Well, no, you can't <laughs> do that. You know, you yeah. gotta kind of you gotta kind of just hush your mouth and say, okay, you know, this is the way I learned.
0: Man, I'll tell you a uh, confession. I I was that not parent. Right before I became a parent, I was like why are you doing that? You should not do that to your kid or you should not be letting your kid do that or whatever. And then I became a parent. I'm like, I'm an idiot. Like, I don't want to take anybody else's advice because they don't know my kid. And, you know, and I gave all this advice that like, you know, I was nowhere near even qualified to even speak into and
1: all of that. But yeah, I think we've all been there. Like Carla and I used to talk you know just the two of us mm-hmm. and we would go to someone's house like i can't believe how they raise their kid oh my gosh oh my god yeah. um, and then you get your own and it's like i can't believe how we're raising our kid oh my gosh <laughs> you know what I mean? well
3: <laughs> i mean i can remember vividly uh, a pool party where we uh, the whole family was together and ariana did something and i i Got in her face, you know, and I was I was upset. Yeah. And mom coming up to me behind me in the middle of all that, going, "You really shouldn't do that." And I turned around and just lit her, up. <laughs> I lit my mother up, which you know, down the road it was just like, whoa, you know, that that was <laughs> different. Lizzie, <laughs> now see, okay, the world,
0: the world calls that toxic masculinity, and I, I wanna I wanted to bring this up earlier, but is a perfect time to bring that up. And and Lizzie pointed out. I don't know. A couple months ago, on one of the episodes, that that as much as it is a struggle sometimes, right? That that us guys kind of go off sometimes. Um, like that is the same the same thing that allows them to know that there is nobody gonna mess with my family, because yeah. like that that same curiosity times a million is what's gonna happen to anybody who messes with my family.
3: And I and I talked we I talked about that last time I was on the podcast is that I think through you know i wasn't the best dad i had a lot of times where i just lost my mind but i think my children know and they should still know and if they don't guys call me and i will make sure that you are clear on this that if anybody messes with my family they got a whole lot of me coming you know it's coming and uh, i think that i think and I think that ties really, you know, that ties that family together now because not everybody's got their back. They, at least they feel like that everybody's got their back. They no dad's got their back, but uh, yeah, it's it's it was it it gave, you know, um, it gave them the confidence to make it through school, you know, yeah. and not drop out, uh, be, you know, because school's rough, man, you know, right. bullies and that kind of thing. But it gave them the confidence to go through that. That new then your dad was had their back.
0: Well'm I'm, I'm loud, I get really loud sometimes. Um, and my dad was the same way when he got frustrated. It was really scary when he got quiet but um, <laughs> but That's my, a one good time tool, by the way. So <laughs> an example though, an example uh, one time my dad or my sister had turned in a couple of kids for doing drugs mm-hmm. on a school bus, and those girls and a bunch of her friends cornered her in a bathroom at the school and like she's stuck in a stall with like 15 girls in this bathroom and she calls my dad and he's at work yeah and he shows up with the entire fire department
3: yeah
0: to save her yeah I mean like what an example right
2: yeah we're gonna bring it and that's the protection aspect we're supposed to bring to our family unit and I was reading some statistics, and it shows that when a father is protective over his family, the world treats the children better. Mm-hmm. So you don't have, you're not as acceptable to bullying and things like that because the world knows that. For, let's take school, for example. If a teacher is mistreating a student unfairly, and the father gets word of, and he goes up to the school and he talks to that teacher. She's gonna be like, okay, well, not this one, because we, we, his dad is a loose cannon, so we're gonna avoid that. And that's how it is during life. Mm. If a father is present and vocal of, about his authoritative protection over his family, the world tends to treat that child better.
1: Not only that, but like Mark was saying, I mean, it also puts confidence in the kids. And sometimes confidence is all you need to withstand stuff like bullying. I mean, mm-hmm. bullying, if you think about it, bullying is in your mind. Like it's not real most of the time. Now there's some, occasionally there's physical, physical bullying that yeah. happens, but for the most part, bullying and the worst kind of bullying is in your mind and it's in their minds and it's words and it's, you know, it's not tangible. Right. Um, but when, when you're a dad who's protective I feel like it does boost their confidence and and it boosts their self image. Like I'm worth fighting for, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm worth getting mad about. Um, so I mean, I think that has value. Yeah.
0: But holding on to that that trait, right? Because it's I mean, it can be used in good and bad ways. Like um, holding on to that trait and learning to to use it in a loving manner when applied at home is a tough thing to learn when you're going from being a teenager you know a teenage guy who's got this these raging hormones you know all this testosterone and ready to just blow up you know like taking that harnessing it and and adding love in the midst of it is a tough thing to learn regardless of who you are i mean that's 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 something that's a a lot of self-control in in that you know in that atmosphere
3: so I, I I said earlier that I had a, co, a question for Co, Cove. Cove, How old are you? I'm sixteen. Sixteen. How long till you're
4: seventeen? Uh, like two months. Okay. Yeah. So i I'm, I'm almost seventeen.
3: 17. Um, what do you? Uh, so when my children were growing up and that kind of thing, I'm never having kids. I'm never having a family. I'm going to do this mm-hmm. again. What is your What is your take?
4: I well, I I definitely want kids. Like okay. I, um. My my dad, I'm also, just like Derek, I'm very blessed. Like, my my immediate family is very nurturing, and um, I don't know. They're just really good at what they do. So, um, I've always wanted to kind of be that person for someone. So, I, 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 I also love kids. Like, I, I like... Um, working in the nursery, and I like working in you know the elementary room and stuff like that during church service. I haven't been able to for a long time, because music stuff. But um, I definitely want kids. Mm-hmm.
3: Want to have a family. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, what is the biggest thing that really scares you? Uh, you know, if you could, if if you could put yourself in a situation, right? What would be in your mind the biggest thing that scares you as as far as just raising a, a family?
4: Um. I think the biggest thing that would scare me is putting them through school, because um, school has exposed me to like a lot of things that I wish I hadn't been exposed to um, but i don't I don't know it's it's hard to It's hard to say what would scare me the most because because mm. um, you're not there right putting like. putting myself in my in my dad's shoes. Um, I don't know how he does it and puts up with us, because I have I have two brothers, and um, we're constantly, you know, screaming at each other, <laughs> arguing, and, you know, I'm sure he just wants to, I'm sure he just wants to, you know, blow his brains out every once in a while, but um, somehow he still lives in our house. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you still live in his house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: i mean because it's be honest with you um the first thing i said (laughs) i'm holding my girl children in the hospital and i'm looking at them and i think the only thing i've said so far that i've kind of i don't want to say regret uh but i probably said out of turn was i looked up from i'm holding my my grandson i look up at his dad and i'm going they're going to private school You know, I literally. (laughs) He goes, "Well, how how we?" You know, he he looked at me. He goes, "Well, how we paying for it?" I said, "I will figure that out." (laughs) I said, "But they're going to," you know, and then. Well, that's a good response,
0: though. I mean, yeah. he, he came back with a, how yeah. are we paying for yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. No, and he's... you're like, we'll figure it out. I yeah. mean, that, that's a dad, right? Like, yeah. that that to me is is that that solid father is, we will figure this out. Because right. we're a family, regardless of if you're a granddad or whatever, like, we're a family unit. Like, we will do this together. I mean, and really, that's that's what we're called to as Christians, too. Like, that's why we refer to each other as brothers and sisters. Like, we'll figure this out. Mm-hmm. Like... God's already gone before us. Like we will figure this out together. Whatever we're going through, you can't you can't be a lone wolf. It doesn't work because you won't figure it out on your own. Yeah, God. Like, you God can't designed do it.
4: Humanity to have other people. Community,
0: yeah. right? Absolutely. And so, so I mean that that's a perfect example of of God's like. I gave you people, I gave you I gave you the Holy Spirit, I gave you my Word, and I gave you other people, so that you know you we'll figure this out together right like we whatever whatever the situation may be yeah.
3: and i think as males it's hard as, as just as men we want to hold on to our little corner of the world and say i've got this i'll figure it out i'm not i'm not going to ask for directions exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. not really a thing anymore exactly. i mean
0: like people don't we don't really need to anymore cuz we've got these right. little right. map quests on our phone but like
3: All right. All right. Even that. A we, are of- the, we are the truth response here, and everybody be truthful. How many times have you guys opened up a box that had a perfectly good set of directions on how to put something together and went...
1: Throw it <laughs> out. That is not me. That's, <laughs> that's right. not me uh, either. But that's because guy. I want to read all the rules before I do it. <laughs> I want to make sure I got all the pieces before I do it. I wants...
0: don't quite go that far, but I definitely need the it's
3: Darrin, uh, right?
2: Dwayne. Dwayne.
3: Dwayne. Dwayne. I don't even know your name. Yeah, <laughs> Dwayne. Dwayne. was awfully quiet. <laughs> he
2: didn't say am I'm, I'm very keen on finding the directions to look through them. Um, another. Thought I, I thought it would be a teachable moment for oldest son Bradley. He doesn't do directions. He tries to make pancakes without looking at the box, and I'm like, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't want to listen, you, so. You can, but nobody will eat <laughs> <them>. <laughs> so he I let him. I mean, he had to learn. That's one of the lessons he had to learn through experience. And, and he had to eat. He ate cornbread. Pan yeah. He ate one corn was a brick loaf, and the other one was <laughs> milk. <laughs> Did he even cook it? I'm like, okay. I think so. <laughs> but yes, he does not like fine dressing. And it frustrates me because I'm also doing the homeschooling. I give him an assignment, and in the workbook, it has the directions. And he's looking at the paper, and he's like, I don't get it. I'm like, what don't you get? He's like, How, up is to down as left is to, he's like, it's supposed to be, I'm like, read the directions. He's like, but left and right are synonyms, so. And what it boils down to is him just not look, not knowing what to do. Right. I mean, and I think that this is the stuff where you can see it. You can use, if you're not big on directions, a lot of times you're smart. And you're able to use the contest clues to kind of figure it out. But he he just, and it frustrates me because I have to tell him the same thing that the directions are saying. So I have to first read him the directions. And he's like, oh, I, I know how to do it. It's easy. So stop coming to me to do the same thing that the book is telling you to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and that was just the easy assignment. Of course, he's 11. His work is a little harder than that, but. I mean, that's the gist of it. He does not read directions, and it is so frustrating. And I'm trying to help I, him, trying to prevent, uh, trying to make him more efficient. Because, yes, 10 times out of 10, most well, let's be, <laughs> I was a little generous. Nine times. Seven times out of 10, we'll figure <laughs> it out without the directions, if we really put our hearts into it. But it might be eight hours later compared to 30 minutes just be more efficient and if you look down look at what it's telling you to do and do it it's a lot easier rather than having to go back cuz he likes to speed through everything mm-hmm. um he'll clean his room in 10 minutes now then I have to send him back to do it 16 more times and then now half the day is gone and if you just did it right the first time took your time and did it right Sounds it would like have me. been over <laughs> yeah
0: you know that's that's an awesome example also of praying for things yeah when god's like it's right there i i had it written down for you to just read like it's right there the answer is is clear like you you don't have to keep asking me i've already written it down for you
4: that's probably my biggest struggle as a person and a christian is that i'm just too lazy to read directions and i'm like I can kind of see what's going on here I can kind of put this together in my own head but a lot of times I face the consequences um, because I'll be taking like a, a science test and I'm just filling in things with what I think seems right and then I go to turn it in and I look at my paper for like one second and I see one key word and I'm like I just did that completely wrong and now I don't have time you know so I think I think reading what has been written for us and words of guidance for us that is there. It's very important.
2: Especially when it's key directions like which one of these is not like the others. Yeah. So then you go through and just yeah. circle all those that, that are the side. Like, this is easy. Why is it <laughs> this so is easy? So but easy. you got them all wrong. Yeah.
0: Well and that's that's why it's also important to read in context, right? Like that's that's why it's important when we're reading scripture to read the context of the scripture
4: yeah this is
0: like i know we didn't we didn't read today's Job chunk like the whole big piece of all of that but we have before you know what i mean like like that's one of those things that we we already know the con but if you don't like know the context and you just kind of boop you know pick a spot in scripture and flip it open and just start reading like you got to know the context in order to understand the instructions you know you gotta you gotta know a little bit more about you know who why you know what's what's going on in, in the situation um, yeah
3: I mean we're we're exactly like that I think one of the greatest things that somebody ever told me was when uh, so so um, Andrew gets pregnant I'm freaking out um, uh, I think somebody—I want to say it was my brother Steve—invited an old pastor to come over that I was pretty friendly with. We were chatting, and I was just like, "I wish somebody gave me a, a manual for life." He goes, um, "He threw a Bible in front of me." He goes, um, "Yeah, it's been right here for a while, guy. <laughs> you no know one you probably should have picked this up and hey, read come it." Come on, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, and but even with all of the instruction. And all of the the wisdom that's been handed down to us and even the hard knowledge, like it's not easy. I mean being a dad is not easy. mom either, but weird to talk about them. Um,
4: <laughs> every dad is going to screw up at one point
0: more than one yeah more than one
4: well, one point each a
0: day yeah <laughs> <laughs> every couple hours <laughs> like like yeah, for sure and and we've all we've all had that moment of man, I really shouldn't have done that and just knowing like
1: or i really should have done that that's or yeah that too you know we're talking about praying today and i'm I'm gonna be honest that i don't pray for my kids every day like i don't It's not because i shouldn't cover your ears it's not it's not because i don't think they're worth it um but i I just don't and i don't have a good reason for for donting uh i (laughs) I don't and (laughs) You know, so things like that make me feel like, oh man, I could be doing somewhat better if I was doing this. Right. You know, we, we haven't done a good job of having like family devotions regularly throughout my kids' um, childhood or whatever. And, and um, you know, that's on me. I, I should have done a better job of that, um, but um, I didn't. So, um it's just kind of one of those things where there's a lot of things you could do. And if you did everything, I guess maybe you'd be perfect, but, um, I also know there's a lot of dads out there like me who feel like they're not doing enough and they're not doing, you know what, but just keep just like everything else in in your Christian walk, just keep trying to grow, just keep moving forward and keep working on that and keep adding to it. So, I don't know just eh. kind of throwing that out there that's
3: <clears> solid and i think the one of the worst things is um you know is is regretting but i i don't necessarily think regret is necessarily a bad thing but d- uh, dwelling on it is is the worst
4: yeah because when well, we sit guilt. there yeah when guilt. we sit there and Guilt's we feel word. guilty and we regret about you know we regret things that we have done or haven't done um that time could be better spent like thinking of ways we could correct that exactly
3: in, it's exactly like
1: worrying you know it's time invested in something that has no to waste no yep. product and uh, regret or not regret guilt is a tool of the devil um, you know our guilty conscience is one thing but when we when we repent and we're forgiven we move forward and God doesn't God doesn't want us to live in guilt
0: well and I think I think that is a good definition of, of regret is dwelling on guilt. It's just all that time spent dwelling on guilt is is the regret of things. Because I, I mean, are there things that I shouldn't have done? Sure. Are there things I could have done better? Sure. Are there things I should have done? Yeah. But if I dwell on those things, I think that is regret and I don't I don't I don't have regrets. I mean there's things I could have done different, but didn't bring me to here and here is where I've got. So going forward is is the only thing we can focus on. Actually, right now, really, right? Like, that's that's where we live is now. I mean, we could prep a little bit for tomorrow, but it's not even promised to us. So what can we do right now as dads that that will better our family now today? Because we don't have tomorrow. It's not promised. You know? So, I don't know. A lot of, a lot of good discussion. We've got a couple more weeks coming up for you guys of, of talking as dads, but... Um, the Dad Cast, the Dad Cast. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. So was that a rhetorical question, or was that, did you want an answer to that? What, what? what we can do right here, right now?
0: Oh, you could. Uh, it doesn't have to be rhetorical. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. No. So because yeah. you know we talked about guilt and regret, and I have the same issues you do. I was never that guy that that prayed uh, on a regular basis, not even with my children uh, devotionals. Mm-hmm. What I did is I. Um, I relied on the church to handle a lot, a lot of that, right? So, and that caused, I think, a separation within my home of church and family, if that makes any sense. Because I relied on the church to handle the spiritual growth, and my job was to handle the day-to-day aspects, which really those are one and the same. Um, so I, I get that I think the here it, if I had to do it all over again that would be the biggest thing I, I could I I would change and I think now that the answer to that question that you brought up was just to be encouraging of that Christian walk to now the extended family um, you know uh, just making sure that every time I can I pray for in front of everybody I will pray for my grandchildren I will pray for my family uh, Ryan's family for honest family for Brittany's family Um, I pray for those different aspects in front of them to let them know that it doesn't have to be the way that I did it Mm -hmm. you can change that and here's how I'm going to show that so
1: yeah and you know going along with the lack of uh, or the not there's not a need for guilt about that like the best thing is to do something now right so um, you know so I try to I try to be better about praying for them now um you know pray for things like um my my biggest prayer for them is that they're going to be in heaven that we'll all yep. be in heaven together yep. like that's my biggest prayer for my family um and that's the most important thing but then i pray for things like hey your your wife i don't i don't pray for a husband for Savannah anymore cuz she's already there um but i pray for the boys and that they find a good woman, you know, that they find a wife that is going to uh, help them to, to stay close to God like mine has um, and and be an encouragement and be a helpmate and uh, uh, to be the kind of woman that, that they need in their life, not necessarily the kind of woman that they're attracted to or, or the kind that they think they want, um, but for them to, you know, them to honor that that woman and, and even honor that woman in the relationships that they have now with people who aren't her, Mm -hmm. um, you know, stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, I do pray for them. I do, I do try to, um, I do try to do that. I don't want to make it sound like I don't pray for them. I just don't have a daily habit of doing that, I guess. Um, and, and that's something that I would, that, you know, I wish that I did and I wish that that was better. Um, but there's other things that that we can do. There's other areas where we can where we can make up for things like that. And we also can encourage other people who are in a place where they can still change that, you know, they can still make that a priority. So
0: Yep. Well and also, I mean, just to to in to I guess give a little bit of encouragement on that on that standpoint, like the Holy Spirit does intercede for us even when we're not praying. Like it, he knows what we need and what we need to be praying about. And you know what I mean? Like, that—that—that it, it, that, <laughs> that is there. It's not an excuse to not do something, right? Like, we can't use it, fall back on it as, oh, Holy Spirit will take care of it. But, like, He's got when when we don't, when that's not on our forefront, that that's something that he is also taking on, you know, in, in the background.
3: So, I don't know. Just, you know... Just for the sake of argument, my uh or just for the sake of saying it. Um, prayers don't have to be that get down on one knee and will thy hand be coming down and you know, that that's all well and good, and there's probably a time and place for all of that. But man, my prayers are usually just very simple. Lord, yeah. just make sure they get home okay. Amen. You know, something it's in my head that just man, boom. Yeah. boom mm-hmm. You know. So I think people will when we when they hear the word pray, we're talking about stopping everything, and you know sometimes it's just a, a in mid work, you're just thinking about, well, you know they make it home okay, God, you know just let them make make it home okay, and and, and you know, let them have a good night's sleep.
2: Yeah, we just get to, to be, be in simple. constant communication with yeah.
0: God. It's such a such a blessing that that we can be able to just, in our own words, you know. Just have a commun you know, have communication, have conversation. Um, I think, I think prayer is such a religious word. Like, and it, it, it's, it's one of those things that, yes, we are praying because God's not standing here physically and audibly in front of us. But like, it's still a communicate. It's yeah. just still, still a conversation that we're having. I mean, we're listening to him, we're talking to him and it's an ongoing thing throughout the day and he knows our language and he knows the language of our hearts and what we're meaning by everything that we say. We don't have the confusion with him that like we may have with each other. When I run my mouth and I say things that you hear and understand a certain way, but I meant a different way. Like he doesn't, we don't have, we don't have to worry about all of that. Like, it's just the simplest thing is, is the best thing. Um, I mean, cause it's, it's who we are, you know, like we can just be us in front of God, you mm-hmm. know, and it's such a blessing to, to have a God like that, you know, that somebody that loves us the, in a way that we can't even imagine and is our best example as being a dad, you know, who just lets us talk, talk how we need to, you know, so a lot of good, a lot of good, uh. A lot of good conversation today um, yeah so so we've had some challenges like that we've tossed out. Um, one challenge I, I want to give to to everybody listening is uh, just to reach out to a dad this week tell him how much he means to you and how good a job he's doing and just give him some encouragement because even as as guys you know sometimes it's hard for us to take encouragement. it still feels good to have somebody be like, hey, you're doing good. You know, it it helps us to have one less negative in our own mind about what we're doing. Um, So just reach out to a dad this week. uh, Tell him how much he means to you and uh, how good a job he's doing. Um, Tell him to listen
4: to the truth response as well. There you go. Yeah,
0: absolutely. The next three weeks, we're going to be talking about dads. Um, So join us again.
4: Dad chat.
0: Yeah, some dad chat. So thanks for listening, guys, and God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and give us a like on iTunes and Spotify so that you will never miss a show. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and make sure you tell your friends about this show. You don't want them to miss out on the truth because we are
4: all about the truth
0: here. Thanks for joining us this week and God bless.